You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Uh, we're back in the win column, baby. Tying out in a heck of a game, man. That we, I don't know what it is about Target Field, but we we got some we got some slug fests in that ballpark, eh? Gee whiz! And uh, this one definitely falls into that category. A ten to seven final against the Minnesota Twins. Beautiful. You absolutely love to see it. Uh, this was a nice change of pace between all of the stuff we've been talking about for the, for the last. I almost just said years for the last uh, for the last few weeks. Just all of this like runners in scoring position badness. We get people on and can't get them in consistently. We just hit a bunch of singles. Blah blah blah. Well, today we we, we got everybody in. We we had we had more runs than hits today. Uh, this game we would end with nine hits and four walks. So we'd end with thirteen base runners and score ten runs. Absolutely phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. If you sco- if you got on base, you scored. That was uh, that was the tale of this game, and really. A really solid offensive approach the entire game as well. This is a uh, a team that also has had like oh you know we, we we all know that their fascination with the ninth inning always seemed to compete really really well and have very professional and good at bats in the ninth inning. But then like the first eight, not really. Or, you know, the, the against the starter, we do really well, and then their bullpen dominates us or whatever. This game, start to finish, great approach of the plate. Absolutely fantastic. Scooble would get the start on the bump as well. Let's get into the offense first, shall we? Let's let's uh, let's break down this offense. We do have a stolen base, Akil Badu, beauty. I really don't think Robbie Grossman's going to have a 2020 season. That makes me sad. He's going to end just short. Unless he gets two stolen bases in the Chicago White Sox series, I, uh, I I don't think that he's getting the 2020 season. That really makes me sad. Robbie Grossman, oh, I fell in love with that man this year. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Just, I, I, I mean, he's also having comfortably the best year of his career. Um, just, just absolutely fantastic. Uh, but I'm, I am really disappointed. Not in him, just like in the fact that, you know, we're not going to see the 2020 season out of him. I think he's going to end with like 23 and 18 or something. He's going to be just short. So, uh, Akil Badu, 0 for 4 with a walk and would score. Robbie Grossman goes 0 for 5 with 2 Ks. Isak Paredes, 0 for 5 with 2 Ks and our 3 hitter. Very, very interesting decision from A.J. Hinch, in my eyes, the, to make Isak Paredes the three-hitter this game. I, I was pretty fascinated by that. I, I, I didn't come across any 
you know, crazy numbers about why that that made not that it didn't I mean we scored 10 runs like it's fine but but uh but but I didn't come across to like any any weird stats or anything like that about why he did that just kind of kind of fascinating especially cuz it's not like he's been tearing the cover off the ball necessarily <clears throat> just interesting play interesting play for for Isak Paredes to be the three hitter Jonathan Scope would have a day 3 for 4 with a homer Two RBIs and a walk, even. And a walk. Jonathan Scope would get on base four times this game. Fantastic. Raised that OPS up to 760. Beauty. Um, yeah, man. I mean, the homer was a nice little insurance run in the ninth. The His at-bats. Look, man. So, so the thing with Jonathan Scope that everybody has to remember, and nobody will because everybody loves to get caught up in the moment, and that's fine. I'm I'm never gonna be the person to to stop you from from your you know high that you're riding on. The thing with scope that we always have to try and remember is that he is a swinger. He is not up there to draw walks ever. He is gonna swing the damn bat. So when you have that kind of an approach at the plate, you are going to be streaky at times. It is inevitable. It is impossible not to be when you swing as often as, as he does and, and you take as few walks as he does and, and you you go up there with the uh, that attack mentality and just go up there to hack. You're going to go through hot and cold stretches because you are putting, unless it's a home run, which scope obviously is... is gonna hit his mid-20s home runs every year but but you're you're putting the all your batted balls that aren't home runs not to chance that's not giving the hitter nearly enough credit but to somewhat of a randomness you can hit a ball 110 miles an hour but if it's right at someone's glove it's an out you can barely get a piece of a ball that is way in on your hands and splits your bat in half and it has a 40-mile-an-hour exit velo, and it can be a bloop single over the third baseman's head. There's an element of unpredictability to batted ball data and balls just being put in play. And when you go up and you swing as much as Scope does and you, and you, and you don't take pitches... You're putting yourself in the uh, in that little bit of uh, of randomness sometimes. So he's going to go through hot and cold stretches. We extended him for two years. I just think it's important for everybody to realize that this dude is always going to be streaky one way or another. He's going to have his his August where he hit like one home run the entire month and his numbers plummeted. Or you're going to have his June, where he was literally the best hitter on the entire planet for like the first three weeks of June. It's inevitable, and it's always going to happen when you have a dude that that's approach is is the way Jonathan Scope's approach is. Okay? I just want to make that very clear for everybody for the remainder of this season and going into next season. Because people get way too high with the highs and way too low with the lows with Jonathan Scope. 
His numbers were all even out to be at or around what they have been his entire career. Because they always do. But that's going to be what they average out to be. It's not going to be him consistently being around there. He's just going to have some months where he's incredible and other months where he's really the opposite. Okay? So, Scopey would go three for four with three runs scored, two RBIs, and a walk. Phenomenal day at the office for Scopey. Jamer would go 0 for 2, but with two walks. Okay, The OPS is at 797. Jamer OPS watch. We got three days left on this season. We're trying to get the, the, the dude to 800. Okay? I need it. I need it so badly. Two runs scored as well on the two walks. Scored every time he got on base. Hitting Harold Castro. Unbelievable. Two for four with two runs scored, two RBIs. He has a 287 batting average with a 677 OB OPS. I have never seen anything like this man. He's unbelievable. Not even Placido Polanco really does it justice to like what Harold Castro is doing in this sense. There's no walks being drawn ever. There's no extra base hits ever. It is all just slap like 88 exit velo singles. And it's beautiful. And he's getting his own show this offseason. He's getting his own episode. Nico Goodrum. Have a day, Nico Goodrum. Two for four with two bombs. Started off the day two for two. Uh, four RBIs. Four of the t- four of the ten runs we scored, all all via the Nico Goodrum uh, bat. Phenomenal day at the office, and he was pretty good defensively too. Um, here's the thing with Nico, man, and we we can go we can do a full breakdown, you know, when we when we get the postseason kind of player reports, things we're gonna do. I don't know if he's going to be here next year. I really don't. If it was as simple as like a like a tender and then like he's back, like sure. But like it's not. And he, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Well, we'll we can dive deep into that um in his his, you know, arbitration and pre-arb and all that. We we can dive into that. This offseason, because I think that he's a really interesting case. Um, Dustin Garneau, 0 for 1 with an RBI. Nice little sack fly. Beautiful. 836 OPS on the year for Dustin Garneau. You'd love to see it. Willie Castro, 2 for 4 with an RBI. The OPS is all the way up to 611. Awesome. He still plays a horrible left field, too. Uh, yeah, man. Doubles from Scopey and, and Harold. Getting in on the on the on base or on the extra base action, you love to see that. And then obviously Nico with two homers, scope with a homer, and then a whole hell of a lot of RBIs. The offense was good, man. Really good approach. Uh, I mean, they went up against Ryan, who is you know whatever. Uh, and then that bullpen is pretty solid. Twins bullpen's not bad. This is mostly a returning roster from a team that has been that has won the division two years in a row coming into the year. Like this, 
this team being last place was not expected. So they still got some dudes. Um, very much so with the bats as well, as we will talk about on the other side of the break. But just still got some dudes in the pen there. And um, really, really solid performance, man. People were working counts, getting deep into counts. There was no gimme at bats, really, the entire game. Maybe Dustin Garneau a couple of times. Um, and honestly, Nico, after the second homer, kind of went back to like normal Nico at the plate, like three pitch strikeouts. But um, really, really impressive and really, really nice to actually see runners in scoring position score consistently, like the entire game. That's like a really nice change of pace. We should try to do it more often, you know? All right, let's get into our break, then we'll get into the pitching. First, though, got to talk to everybody about Built Bar. Coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite flavor, the orange. You guys all know it by now. With a soft spot for the cookies and cream, still fantastic. They're all fantastic, and that's why the mixed box is such a, a clutch and lethal thing to get. Two of each of the nine flavors. So, so cool. Not only are Bilt Bars the best tasting, but they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. All amazing, all tasty, all healthy. So today, get that, get that chocolate, get that orange, get that mixed box, get whatever. Go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at Locked on Tigers. Only a few games left, man. Only a few days left of, uh, of, our, of our wrapping up my, my first season as, as your host. Hopefully, it'll be a fun offseason. Hopefully, A, for the sake of the content of this show, but more importantly, for the sake of your 2022 Detroit Tigers. Hopefully it's a fun offseason. Hopefully we go out and make some money moves. But in the meantime, we have a 10-7 victory to go over at Target Field, man. Love it. Uh, we're going to say, oh, we're going to do Scooby first because I think the third segment is probably going to be mostly about him anyway. Scooby goes three and a third, six hits, five runs, one walk, one strikeout. Um, yeah, man, I'll be honest. This is a really... Brutal way to end the season for Tarek Skubal. Like, really, really brutal. Uh, he he was not good. He really wasn't. And it wasn't like a it wasn't like a like a Scooble inning thing either. You know, we have the we have the trademark Scooble inning. This was this was not that. This was just badness. Really the entire outing. For a guy that, and maybe it's just like his next step of development and Fetter's telling him to do something different and that's why like it's weird. But for a guy who has had such swing and miss stuff his entire baseball career, you know, even even before, all throughout the minors and, and in college at Washington, like for a guy that has has always been a swing and miss strikeout guy to go from that to... Um, and then, like, he still is. I'm not saying he isn't. But for for that type of player, his last couple of starts that have had such low strikeout numbers is definitely weird and eyebrow-raising. Um, three and a third, six hits, 
five runs, one walk, one strikeout. Uh, the stuff was fine. Stuff was fine. I thought the shape of his breaking ball was pretty solid. Um, the the fastball was fine. The changeup was rough today. The changeup was really, really rough yesterday when you're listening to this. It was a really, really rough, rough night for the changeup. Um, it was, it was hit and, and hit hard. (laughs) The changeup got pumped and the fastball also gave up a ton of hard contact on the fastball. And that's been the pitch that the entire season really has been his most, uh, kind of love, hate relationship has been with the fastball. It's great we they'll throw the fastball high and in and, and get people to swing through it or he'll dot it low and away and get a lot of strikeouts with it but he will also leave it in the middle of the zone it'll go 450 feet to dead center um so not not like you know it's one start you're not going to take too much stock either way into one start uh, but it's just interesting to see the strikeout numbers and the whiff numbers go down so significantly his last few starts to end a season. And to see certain pitches specifically just absolutely just flat out not work, to be honest with you. Just just not that they weren't moving how they wanted to move or whatever, but just did not fool literally anyone. Um, Byron Buxton owned Tarek Skubal today. <laughs> Holy cow. Absolutely owned him. Um, I mean, yeah, the whole lineup really did. But Byron Buxton, big, big offender in that. So really, I'm not going to say discouraging even, because that that just seems like such an over-exaggeration to one start. At the end of the day, it still is one start. It's a three-inning outing. Like, it's it's not defining by any stretch, but... Going going out and, and the, his last few starts, like I said, seeing the K numbers dip like they did is, is definitely a little weird. Um, so that's we'll get into Scooble more in segment three. Drew Hutchinson then comes in, two and a third, one hit, one run, no walks, two Ks. Big big ups to Drew Hutchinson, man. A guy who by my approximations career was over. I, I really uh, until we signed him. I, I didn't think he was like still around and like trying to pitch at the major league level or at the professional level. I guess I should even say. Uh, so so big props to Drew Hutchinson has has filled a role nice enoughly. That's not like a phrase. That's not a real. That's not English. But you know you get the point. Um, nicely enough, I guess is probably the correct way to say that. He's been he's been fine. He's been fine as like a like a. Two inning, kind of like the same way Urania's been. Same way. Like Drew Hutchinson should probably never be a starter, but if he can find a role as a piggyback guy or, or, you know, a two inning mid reliever if your starter can't go five, like, sure, man. He, he's been fine in that role. Not, not incredible stuff. Good enough command. Uh, and, and induces a decent amount of weak contact. And he had two Ks in two innings today. Sure enough, man. Sure enough. Good enough, man. Uh, so so big ups to Drew Hutchinson. Kyle Funkhauser, we are saving for last. Alex Lang came in. Maybe the best 
I've ever seen Alex Lang in a major league game. I've seen I've seen home dog dominate a a, a minor league lineup, um, but he uh, he was on one today, man. That curveball was something filthy today. His fastball was phenomenal. This is some of the sharpest I've seen him, and since he got recalled, he has a sub two ERA since being recalled this most recent time. And his ERA on the whole year is almost below four now. If he can have another shutout inning or two over the weekend uh, to end the season, he's going to end the season as a full season of, well, not a full season because he went down, but his entire season's ERA at the major league level, uh, first and second stint combined, will be sub four. And it was really high uh, after the first stint. That's why he got sent down to the minors. So really, really impressive stuff from Alex Lang, and I am so excited to see what he can do next year. So excited! I, I, I man, everybody knows. If you've been listening to the show for a minute, you know how how much highly I think of Alex Lang. And then Michael Fulmer, with a fine enough. I mean, he made it interesting. The tying run got to the plate, made it interesting. One inning, one hit, one walk, one strikeout, no runs. Uh, tying run to the plate's never fun. I'm, I'm. Personally, and uh, I, I know that this makes some people upset because Michael F- everybody loves Michael Fulmer. Uh, I think there's a place for him in the bullpen. I don't think Michael Fulmer is like the closer going forward. I, I don't think. I think he would be a damn good back end reliever. I, I really do, and like if he like I, I don't mind him pitching the ninth at all. I really don't, but I, I don't. I don't think. Um, I'm not completely sold on like Michael Fulmer being like the closer of like the this next era of Tigers baseball. I'm, I'm not sure I'm there either. So um, he, he was fine today. He he was fine. The command wavered him a little bit there, um, and he he went straight on a couple breaking balls that that did not break whatsoever. But once he got back into his groove, he was fine. So really, I'm really just happy that we got a a relatively healthy. Full season out of Michael Fulmer. That makes me very, very happy. Love this dude to death. That that makes me very, very, very happy. So, um, yeah, going to the final weekend. That's really just the only thing I, I keep thinking about when when I think of my my season outlook of Michael Fulmer. Makes me happy. Makes me smile. All right, Kyle Funkhauser, and then we'll head into the break. Uh, one inning, two hits, one run, two walks, three strikeouts. Uh, this is also like a well, not quite. It he was bad. And like he had 3 Ks, but like he was struggling, man. He was laboring out there. He really was laboring. Two hits, two walks in an in an innings of work. In an innings work. Jeez, I can't speak tonight. Four base runners in an inning, only gave up a run, thankfully. And then, like, did have three strikeouts, which is, like, good. Got the swing and miss stuff when he needed it, and it prevented that earned run total from, from shooting up. But, I I mean, he, he was honestly, he was not very good. The The breaking ball was rough. It was, it was objectively rough. Uh, and the fastball, while the velocity was fine, the command was not. So... Really a rough outing for Funk. Um, 34 pitches in an inning. Not great. 
he will have a very important offseason ahead of him. A very, very important offseason ahead of him. This, this will be... Um, if, if he can go into camp and go into spring ball next year with this momentum and then pick up right where he's left off and then gain some freaking consistency of any sort, he could be a damn good reliever. But this offseason is going to be really telling. And how he goes into spring and, and looks going into spring next year is going to be really, really, really telling. So Kyle Funkhauser is one of the people I am most interested in going into next season. Easily. Easily, easily. All right, let's get into our uh, final segment here. Going to wrap up about Tarek Skubal's season. But first, got to talk to everybody about betonline.a. Gee, back and better than ever. All eyes back on the gridiron as teams are back for another season of football. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season with new updated site interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And I got to talk to you all about Get Upside. Tigers fans, incredible app. Everybody who buys gas needs to know about. Get upside. I've been telling you guys about it for a couple weeks now. My listeners are already making 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. It's up to 50 cents cash back, so don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash backs using Get Upside. Just download the app for free. Use promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50%, 50 cent per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. Just get the app. Cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time too. PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon, other brands, any way you want. Just download the free Get Upside app. Use promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code BASEBALL at Get Upside. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for our final segment. Just to do a little quickie on Tarek Scooble like we did Casey Mize. So Scooby... He's going to end this season with 1.1 war, a 4.13 ERA. Uh, his stuff is interesting. It's really interesting. His FIP is 4.85. His XFIP is 3.98. So the XFIP lower than the ERA, the FIP higher than the ERA. Why is that? Because he gives up a boatload of home runs. And the XFIP... Uh, takes into consideration, you know, it's like Sierra where it's in the sense of um, league average 
amount of home runs given up and such, which he has clearly surpassed. He gives up a ton of hard contact and a, and a ton of home runs. So the thing that's so weird to me about him is how he seems to be the Adam Dunn of pitchers at the moment. Everything's either like a home run or a strikeout, but he's a pitcher, right? So, I mean, his home run per nine is two, bro. Two. Spencer Turnbull, now, granted, Spencer Turnbull led the league. Spencer Turnbull's was like .2. Two home runs per nine innings is unacceptably bad. That is horrid. And his BABIP, right, his batting average of all balls put in play against him is 278, which is well below league average, like 40 points below league average. So people don't get hits on him. He's literally Adam Dunn of pitching. It is a home run or a strikeout. It's frustrating for that reason. Because he gets a lot of K's and a lot of swings and misses. And when the ball's put in play, if it's not a homer, it tends to be soft contact. But Lord knows that he gives up a ton of hard contact as well. His percentiles for for um, hard hit percentage are very low, very poor. Like one of the worst number sets in baseball for qualified starting pitchers. So, he's had a weird thing in his development. Casey Mize, on the other hand, is like not getting a ton of whiffs, not getting a ton of strikeouts, but inducing a ton of soft contact, and and that's how he's attacking. Whereas Scooble is like, hey, this is either going to be deposited into left field or I'm striking out the side. Really, really different dynamic. And if they could both just be a little bit better, at the thing that the other one's good at. Like if you morph them into one person, that's like a Cy Young winner instantly, you know? Soft season is going to be big for development for him. Very, very big. All right, I'm going to send you all on your way. First, I got to talk about Locked On Bets, betting on baseball, the Tigers, MLB. Doesn't have to be a guessing game. We've listened to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right, that'll do it for me. Have a great weekend. We will be back on Monday recapping the final series of the season. Thank you guys for rocking with me this year. Um, yeah, I'll see you all uh, Monday, and then we'll have like a proper... Monday's show will be a recap of the games over the weekend. Tuesday's show will probably be like a proper like season ends, just thoughts about the season as a whole, season finale, kind of a last hurrah. And then you guys want to do like the RJ Pettit interview then Wednesday? Maybe. We'll see how the week goes. There might be some immediate news afterwards too. We'll see. We'll see, and and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep. We'll obviously we'll keep tabs on the postseason and stuff. We got plenty of fun stuff, plenty of content, no shortage of. Um, so yeah, thank you all for listening. Love y'all. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope, and I will catch y'all Monday. Go Tigers, baby.